We're going to have to move on from the story that we had touted early on in the program. We're no longer going to be in conversation with Mr. Colin and Bongi Dawans. For some reason, we just cannot get through to their line. And we're now going to move on to what would have been our second story. Actually, at this time on the segment, WISE, Wellbeing in Schools and Education. WISE Dance Assembly, it's a non-profit organization, together with Sentinel Primary School in Hout Bay, hosted a 67 minutes dance assembly today to honor the great Dada Nelson Mandela and his vision of a world where no child suffers and could reach one's full potential. Members of the public spent 67 minutes dancing and connecting with the children from Sentinel Primary School. Donations of stationary items were also made together with many other instances of goodwill. Joining us now on the line is Carol Surya. Uh, big pardon if I haven't pronounced your name correctly there, Carol. Carol Surya, psychologist and co-founder of WISE. Good evening, Carol. Good evening. How are you? I'm so well on this beautiful Madiba day. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Tell us about Madiba Day and how it was spent in Cape Town. Well, you know, we've been Sentinel is an underprivileged community school in in Hout Bay. We've actually been working with the school, our organisation, for over six months, um, bringing in a, a, a feature we call Dance Assembly, and, and then today we just culminated with a beautiful expression of grades are all the way up to grade three, about 600 children dancing in the, in the Sentinel uh, Primary School Hall with parents, with uh, our dance facilitators, um, sharing lots, 67 minutes of hugs, love, joy, movement, music, and just honoring Madiba in song as well. I suppose it was always going to be emotional at a time where we've not just lost Dada Mandela now because we're now posthumously celebrating him, but at a time where we also lost a doyen of the struggle in many respects, albeit through a cultural guise as opposed to a political one, in Dada Johnny Clegg. Was the spirit of Johnny mm. Clegg available? Was it there? Was it felt? Very much the- so. Very, very much so. We actually, one of the songs we used in our in our um, sequence is uh, his Asim Bonanye, and uh, it was just such a joy to, to honour both these people in, in this, this beautiful way. With, you know, children are so naturally joyous and even sad emotions. That's what, what we find with WISE, is that all emotions are allowed. When we help children with music and movement, it comes from biodanza, which is a form of, of dance therapy, um, then they actually, they, they just blossom because even sad emotions are allowed. We need a space in our schools where all emotions are allowed. Let's talk about children because Dada Mandela held children very close to him. How much of his memory is alive in the children? How much of the memory of Dada Johnny Clegg and his music is alive in the children? How much can they relate to these names that we are now celebrating? That's a very good question. So, of course, you know, I can only speak for, for the school we're working in and it's up to us, I believe, as adults, to bring these stories and this history deeply into the into our cultures. So for me, it's yes, of course, all of us in in dance assembly um, and this morning celebration. You know, there was there was so much preparation for this. There were talks about Madiba beforehand. There were talks about Johnny Clegg. Um, but it's in our homes. Are we bringing these these absolute icons? these transformative figures into our culture through through remembrance. You know, any teachable moment as a psychologist, I believe that anything, any moment in a child's life can become a teachable moment. They don't need to be seeing Madiba on the TV. They don't need him to be in the news. 
to be able for us to actually bring them alive in their lives. Let's take, for example, forgiveness, which was one of his best messages. When you see your children on the playground um, or at home uh, fighting with their siblings, that's mm. a teachable moment of, hold on, he said he's sorry, you know, he's now apologized, etc., etc. Are we going to work with forgiveness? And bringing in, that's a moment where we can bring in Madiba's legacy. That's right there and then. Yes, it is hard to forgive. And imagine Madiba, he was 27 years in prison and he's forgiven. Is Who's that Madiba, story? mommy? And then we go from there. Sure. No, I accept it. I mean, children, of course, at the end of the day, will always be children. And some of the teachable moments that Madiba would have left us with might probably be at this stage of the life, certainly a little bit of, a little bit of a bridge too far. But how do we create Mandela's? in young South Africans such that we don't have an issue with them in adulthood, that they would indefinitely and invariably become the Mandelas we want, yeah. to, we want them to be because of the teachings early on. Let's yeah. talk about how we create an atmosphere where Mandela lives and proliferates in the young people. Absolutely. Well, that is our entire vision at WISE, you know. It's, it's exactly what it stands for. Well-being is where we believe it starts. Well-being in schools and education to not only be teaching numbers and science and history and languages, to teach children about forgiveness. We have, we've created South African-specific products like the Planting the Seeds for Life book that has little lessons and stories in about forgiveness, about compassion, about dealing with emotions. We believe that well-being is as important, if not in South Africa, maybe even more important than many of the other academic subjects. And we believe if we start in schools at, from young ages, as we've been seeing, then we're going to transform the entire nation. Let's talk about the Dance Academy itself now, the Dance Assembly. Would it have been an assembly where for 67 minutes there was just mayhem? I mean, you're probably <laughs> going to struggle getting kids to settle after that because they can do it for the whole day. Absolutely, they want to continue. Well, you see, because it's based on a very scientifically proven system called Biodanza, the, the 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 67 minutes is designed in a way, or even normally when we do, we've been working just for short shorter periods of time, they can even just do a 15 minute dance assembly. Um, it's designed in a way that activates them into a lot of ex- excitement and energy, and then calms them. So they actually leave the space feeling a lot calmer, a lot happier, and generally settled. Um, but yes, of course, if we wanted to, we could keep dancing the whole day. It depends you, on how we design and structure each assembly. That's my follow-up question because this obviously has a lot of psychological benefits and by training you are a psychologist. And this is what well-being in schools and education essentially is about, making sure that the psychological elements of those participants, most notably the learners, is sufficiently catered for such that they can be able to express themselves and in this learning environment be able to receive as much there is and explore and express themselves. Let's talk about the psychological well-being of learners, specifically at Sentinel, but more broadly in the work that you do. What do you get as a sense and a gauge of the health, general mental health and well-being of South African pupils? Okay. Well, gee, it's quite quite shocking what our children are facing on a day-to-day basis. And I'm saying this from 22 years of experience of working in South Africa, including working in very severe rural, uh, underprivileged rural areas. 
um, you know, the kinds of stressors that, that our children face in other countries are unheard of. You know, in Mitchell's Plain, another school we work in, in the Western Cape, Bonteville, children come to school with gangsterism rife, literally being shot at. Um, now, that's obviously one extreme. Mm. But but even even in more affluent schools in South Africa, Sentinel is is another underprivileged school we're in. But in affluent schools as well, the stresses that families of all cultures are facing in South Africa is 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 immense. Um, there are, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of political instability. There's a lot of poverty. These are extreme stresses, and on a psychological level. If a child is growing up not feeling safe in their world, that impacts their self-esteem. That impacts their, their and self-esteem, of course, impacts their learning ability. So it's a roll-on and on and on effect. And the, my co-founder, Carmen Clues, is also a Bidanza facilitator, and she, she has created two of our, of our in fact, she, she really also was pushing for dance assembly as a fifth uh, tool in our little arsenal of tools. Um, she's she's absolutely like me, wondering why on earth we only have to wait until we adults to learn about well-being. So we we took this but we took this completely the other way around. Let's not let our children wait. Let's not let them suffer. Suffering is not just physical. Suffering is not just poverty and not having. There can be a lot of and there is a lot of emotional suffering. That is happening in our schools. There would be, there would be. So, Sentinel, for instance, today benefited through your partnership by 67 minutes dance assembly. When you talk about well-being, other than dancing, for instance, as was the case today, what is the broader spectrum of your program such that when we talk about well-being, when we think of wise, there is a connection there for South African learners? What activities do yeah. you do? How do you engage schools? How do you engage learners? And also, which is obviously going to be something you have to deal with, albeit inadvertently, the fact that a child carries so much of home's burdens, especially when you talk about learners in the Cape Flats, for instance, now that the army has been deployed. You, you almost have to be a psychologist before you become this well-being implementer because of the challenges that a <laughs> well, child... It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's funny that you say that because that's one of our first programs. When we work with a school, we start with personal well-being for the staff. We know that adults who don't know about their own well-being and are not looking after themselves well find it really hard to then implement our children's well-being activities. So we start with comprehensive personal well-being training for teachers. And that, that occurs over, over a, um, you know, in, in a whole structure. Hmm. Two full days and they have a whole lot of integration and they go off and practice all these stress management tools and they come back with us. We also have a, a training coordinator that really supports them through the process with WhatsApps and calls and, and helping, helping these teachers realize they are amazing. We have a saying, you're MMA, magical, magnificent, and amazing. Every magical. human being. Magnificent. MMA, magical, magnificent, and amazing. And once the teachers get that they are worth more, then, of course, when we give them the activities, they don't then have to be a psychologist because they are put, they are actually implementing very easy-to-use tools. They've been designed by myself and Carmen, yes, and, of course, Beardanza for the dance assembly, but because they get the whole gist, the whole positive psychology um approach that we use, 
now they are feeling empowered enough to put these tools to use. So we have the magic mat and its little secret, which is a lovely kiddies yoga storybook. So they actually go through the story and literally it's a DVD that can just be played. The, the teacher doesn't even have to do the movements with them, but we all know the benefits of children's yoga. And at the end of the story, the child learns that the magic's not on the mat, it's inside themselves. Uh, another tool we use is my children's self-esteem game called Inner Magic, which is an emotional intelligence game where the kids actually like that it's a board game, and as they play in little groups of four all over the class, they learn all about how to express feelings, how to think critically, how to communicate with each other, and it's all in a fun way. And then we have our Planting the Seeds for Life education series book, which is the one I mentioned earlier, where we have 25 lesson plans for the educator to take into the classroom at whatever time of day that they want to work with these concepts. There's a chapter on bullying. There's chapters on forgiveness, on managing emotions, on eating healthily. You know, we bring the body in too, on being your best self, on um, making healthy choices. Wonderful, wonderful things that can, we've researched and we, that would be the beautiful qualities that we want to instill in our children. And then, of course, our new addition is dance assembly which in Sentinel, um, we, we've been fortunate enough to have a, a highly qualified Bedanza facilitator, Shumi, um, going in every single day in our pilot study, uh, first with just the grade ones, and then she expanded it, um, testing how is this 15 minutes, just 15 minutes at the beginning of a day, going to, going to does it shift the, the, the children? Of course, we know from findings overseas, we, 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 we thought it would, and yes, it has been. It's been making a huge impact, and now there are teachers and parents that want to take this on. They want to, they want to bring in, because we've, we've worked it into a little formula and recipe based on Beardanza, it's very easy to implement. Because it, it sounds like once you leave... You don't take your work with you. You don't take your intervention with you because, first of all, you onboard the teachers and give them reasons why they ought, exactly. to, they, they, they ought to embrace this broader concept of exactly. well-being and, and you we give are, them necessary we, tools. We are really wanting community members to come on board while we're still in the schools and exactly that, learn, learn from us, with us, in situ, um, see the benefits, feel the benefits, you know, when we took male figures into some of the dance assembly in Sentinel in, in previous months, mm. the children absolutely, the boys were just beside themselves with joy to see a man dancing and to have that, that role model in a positive. Yeah, they are seeing a man in a positive way. But that's sad in a sense because what that clearly tells me as you're speaking, it means that that is absent outside that space where they encountered the man. In other words, at homes, there are lots of absent fathers. Would that be a fair reflection and assessment of what it is Very that fair. means? There are absent fathers. There's also punitive fathers. There's fathers that, that um, just do not have the skills. They have the love, but they just don't have the, the, the tools to, posit- to parent positively. And so, large scale, we're looking into the future, really roping parents in as well in, in, in the full-wise uh, philosophy. 
parents, of course, in this context would also mean the environment in and around the school. So, for instance, it's almost going to be a leaking bucket effect if you have all these interventionist mechanisms directed at the school, in the true sense, the school, but right across the road, there's a crack house because there's some dilapidated building that is no longer occupied. Exactly. Or somebody two meters away. Or somebody two meters away is has a bottle store, for instance, what we know as a tavern in these informal communities, especially that would be an issue. How much then of the, not necessarily the school community, but the community around the school is empowered to sort of look at the school as an environment that ought to be in so many ways contributed to, which then allows the environment of teaching and learning and raising children in an environment where there's good well-being, also not for the children, but for themselves. How do we get onboarding from outside the teachers and the parents, the community itself? Mm-hmm. One of the proposals we're working on now is to do to create a wise club within each school, which becomes community-driven, uh, sustainable, uh, bringing in grandparents, parents, Having activities like this dance assembly for people across the road. Once mm. a month, you come and join us. We're we dancing here. Or we're doing um, the magic mat. We're doing yoga today. Today we're doing gardening. So our wise club idea is going to take it to that other level. And yes, you know, that's a very sad thing for us is many, many things in the environment, and you know this from your own work and life, cannot be changed instantly. Mm. But if we don't start from within then it's almost impossible to change yeah, anything. It's a good so point. we want to start with the children believing in themselves, the teachers feeling a level of well-being, and then it starts to spread and it starts to snowball. And if everyone can remember that they're truly MMA, magical, magnificent, and amazing, then we believe anything's possible. Anything is indeed possible. 67 minutes, it clearly is a question of make every day a Mandela Day, and that's what I'm getting from WISE. Well-being in schools and education. Thank you so much to their co-founder, Carol Soria, who has just been on the line with us. Be magnificent, be magical, and indeed you shall be amazing. Thanks, Carol. Thank you so much. Let's take a quick ad break before we're joined on the line, who is in studios in Johannesburg, Mr. Patrick Kulati of Habitat for Humanity, CEO for Habitat Humanity, South Africa.